Hey, everybody. Welcome back to 30-something with Sunny. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Truly means a lot. Uh, Today's episode um, is on an amazing woman whose mission it is to provide um, solid resources and information for women. I'm not just saying moms, um, but every woman out there. Alex Winkleman Zeppelin is the founder of HelloMyTribe.com, and while a lot of their content does focus on the mother and the motherhood experience, she also has tons of resources about health issues for women just in general. Um, Alex has a philanthropic past. She got her BA from St. Edwards University. She studied social entrepreneurship, and by the time she was just 25 years old, she had already worked and to build up her own nonprofit called Citizen Generation. And since having her family, her, her baby, who's now five years old, um, Alex decided to turn her attention uh, toward the motherhood space online. So when you go to Hello My Tribe, you find not only stories of women and new moms, but also tons of resources with information on, well, how to get through this journey. If you go to their fertility to postpartum guide, which is linked right on their website, you are going to find articles and information um, from medical experts, from lactation consultants, from other women who are experts in their field about seriously every topic you can imagine relating to the motherhood experience. But Alex's goal goes way beyond just addressing the women's issues as she's having a child. In fact, she spends a lot of her time talking about the postpartum journey and what it means to be a whole person, a whole woman again after having a family. So Hello My Tribe is tackling so much out there, so many important topics, and I'm really glad that Alex took a few minutes to chat with us. By the way, she also has a podcast that you can search. It's called Hello My Tribe, and their whole, their tagline is motherhood is a team sport, which I love and I totally believe. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this. We talk all about not only building her business and her experience with motherhood, we talk about her diagnosis um, of MS and how that's impacted uh, her self-care routine. We talk about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and how she was inspired to build up this community. We talk about what's next in the digital space for moms and what we as users of her site can expect to see in the next few months. And, um, you know, time management, morning routines, everything it takes to get her out of bed and as productive as she is every day with this incredible website. So I hope you enjoy. Again, this is Alex Winkleman Zeppelin from Hello My Tribe. Hey guys, okay, I'm really excited about today's guest. We've had, we've gotten through some technical problems and I am thrilled to bring you Alex from Hello My Tribe, which Alex, tell me if I'm saying this correctly, it's kind of like an online community for not only moms, but women. And um, I want you to tell us all about the inspiration behind Hello My Tribe so we can kind of get the backstory and understand how it came into existence. Yeah, definitely. So... You are correct. Hello My Tribe is a platform and community focused on the well-being of women and mothers. Um, I started this out of my own personal need. I became a mom five years ago. Oh, wait, almost five years ago. My son will be five in September. And um, thankfully, I did not have any issues trying to conceive or with my pregnancy. Um, But I had, you know, a really rocky start with an emergency C-section. And a, you know, I really struggled in my postpartum period. And I quickly came to realize that I was not set up for success in terms of having the information, the resources, the support system. Women need so much of that, you know, as she transitions into motherhood and it was really lacking for me. And so 
I went from having, you know, being so excited about motherhood and feeling so elated and that I could do this to quickly, you know, these feelings of feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling isolated and lonely and really having a, you know, a hard time figuring out how to get out of those feelings. And I thank God I went to the OBGYN who did my emergency C-section and I was about five months postpartum and he is the person who taught me about postpartum self-care tips, which are super basic sunny, but are so hard to remember when you're in the thick of new motherhood and completely overwhelmed. Um, those self-care tips are, you know, get enough sleep, exercise, have quality time for yourself, um, eat well, get outside, uh, join a mother's group, you know, these basic things that really help women. Um, but again, they're hard to kind of wrap your head around. They're even hard to make happen unless you know about them and you feel valued and you have a support system helping you make it all happen. So really that is, you know, the foundation to Hello My Tribe. I, um, you know, through my own struggle, I started reading and learning so much about motherhood and came to realize I was not alone in my feelings. I realized that there were so many resources and tools and products and everything under the sun that existed for the baby, yet there was a total lack of attention resources on women. And I learned about the overall maternal health crisis in our country and that here in the U.S. we really are, are failing women and not supporting women on this journey. And yeah, these are kind of like the three huge findings for me that helped launch Hello My Tribe and we've grown and we encompass so much now. Yeah, I mean, you go to your website and you have, I should mention this too, you also have a podcast. So you highlight all of these issues that are are relevant to new moms, which I love. Um, you even talk to dads too, which I, I heard a recent episode with you talking with a dad friend, which I love because we rarely hear that perspective. I always drag my husband on for that here, but I loved that. Um, you have in-person events, you have postpartum guides and fertility guides. So it is really about addressing the whole woman. And I'm hearing you talk about your journey journey and after having connected with so many women from doing what I do, I'm starting to realize that what you said, that part about feeling isolated, alone, very scared, seems to be more common than not. I, I have yet to come across a mom who was like, yep, nailed it from the beginning, you know, from birth all the way through whatever. And um, when, when you hit on that point of you know, how our healthcare system is set up to address women postpartum, it does make you wonder if um, if some things need to be changed because it seems like we go to that, what is it, the six-week checkup? And then beyond that, it's like, good luck, sister. Yeah, the six-week checkup is a little too late for us. You know, it's, it's so interesting how throughout our pregnancy, we have checkups all the time. And then the moment you give birth, you're kind of set out to do this on your own. And we have these checkups after baby comes, but for the baby. Um, but there's not enough attention resources for the mom. And yeah, many women, you know, leave childbirth with injuries. And again, like by the time that six week appointment comes around, I don't want to say it's too late to fix it, but if we had addressed it sooner, um, physical injuries, emotional, you know, emotional things that she's going through um yeah it would just be much better if we had support earlier on yeah and I more yeah, I mean, and your your the name of your site even speaks to that. Hello, my tribe. We always lament the um, the lack 
of a tribe now and that's just been such a common phrase but it's true we have our our children in isolation in this modern society it's not really set up where before you know we were surrounded by other women and other children and other people doing the same thing so I'm curious to to hear if in all of your research because I know you have a very active blog portion of the site as well if you've ever interviewed anyone or if anything has ever stuck out um, as being like something to look forward to maybe it's someone in the healthcare industry who's talked about addressing this need or or even a fellow mom like have you seen anything to make you hopeful that somehow this will be addressed yeah I mean I think when you look at our community specifically and what we talk about the women they are what make me hopeful and give me hope because I don't want to say we're angry but we've all been through so much and we're sharing our stories and because of that change will happen and we are encouraging our friends, we're teaching teaching one another about things, um, providing advice and encouragement and support. Um, it's the women that are going to rise up and really make change in this space so that other women, the future generations, whether it's just our friend or the future generation of our daughters and our sons will have better resources, better support systems during this huge life transition. What would you say saved your life after having your baby? And it doesn't have to mean, you know, I don't mean that in like the literal sense that you were, you know, on death's door, but something that um, was like a real aha, either resource or moment for you. I have a big one. Um, I was 14 months postpartum. So my son was over a year old and I finally agreed to go to a, like a mommy and me yoga class. I had refused sunny up until that point (laughs) I was like I don't need new friends I have a big community um and if I'm gonna go to yoga I'm gonna get a babysitter and go to actual yoga (laughs) and um thankfully I had a friend who just pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and says you really need to go to this and I went and sunny it changed my life tell me how yes well first of all our instructor for this mommy and me yoga class was absolutely amazing. Shout out to Delora in Austin, Texas. Um, she, first of all, it's it's not easy to build community. I hear this from women all, all over the country where they say, hey, I went to Mommy Me Yoga and I didn't meet anybody. It was clicky, no one said hi. And sadly, that's kind of, you know, a theme in our society, right? Like we go to these intimate experiences and nobody's talking to one another. Well, Delora and the class I went to was the complete opposite. Um, It was about a 60 minute class and the first 15, 20 minutes we spent talking. And of course, in the very beginning, I was upset about that. I was like, let's move on. Let's get to the yoga. Let's get to the stretching. Like, that's what I'm here for. And my attitude quickly changed. So Dolora would go around. We'd have to share our name, where we live, the age of our children. And she would always provide us with a prompt. And we would have to answer these prompts. And they were ones that made us dig deep. And, you know, for example, like, how do you handle stress when your husband walks in the door and doesn't immediately offer to help? (laughs) And Sunny, I mean, women would start crying. Um, It became kind of like group therapy. And, and so we would spend about 15 minutes doing that and then move on to the yoga. But what I realized in that is 
that beginning conversation where we all kind of let our guard down is when connection actually happened and we we became more empathetic and more understanding with one another and then when the class was over sometimes Delora would say okay now is the mommy mingle time and you guys have to trade numbers with at least one other person so sometimes she would force that and then sometimes it would just happen more naturally where after class we'd go up to one another and say hey I live near you or hey I'm experiencing the same exact thing with my child or with a sleep regression or with my husband and friendships and connections were made and it changed my life so the class was offered Monday Wednesday Friday I went religiously I looked forward to the weekends being over so that I could go back to this class and it it just it changed look the class and that experience but also I walked away with amazing mom friends and they are what changed everything for me yeah yeah it really is um it's it's one of the like lesser discussed parts of new motherhood that I ultimately found to be the most challenging which was locating that group that the tribe yeah. you know and everybody yeah. I, and like you said when you get women talking they you finally start to realize that everybody feels the same way it's like I always joke it's it's dating I mean I would talk to anybody with a stroller within like a half mile radius and I would just you know test the waters here you are alone with a baby and for me I didn't have the experience of, of finding something like that so I would take these walks around my neighborhood and I would just pray to God that I would see somebody like or in, in relatively the same you know position as me but um but I'd love to hear that because it, it it encourages women to take a chance to get out of their comfort zones which I think we're all scared to do you've gone through so much with a new baby that the last thing you want sometimes yeah. is something else new well, and you're in, you know, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. You don't feel like you're back in the, the world of dating. Like, you're beyond that. But in reality, you you are. You're back into that world where you have to make connections. You have to go out on a limb. And I tell women all the time that you have to be brave and courageous. And you have to take the first step. Like, yeah, yeah, anyone you really I talk do. to, I'm like, you need to make the first move. When it's well, true. And... and- most often you'll find out that they feel the same way. What I also find to be interesting, I want to get your thoughts on this too, is the different ways women sort of, um, I don't know how to how to accurately put this, but I guess project during early motherhood. I was surrounded by a totally different group of women. There were some who really projected an image of composure and control and grace, and they were very much looking put together and seeming great from the outside. And then I was friends with people who, and this is kind of the end of the spectrum that I fell on, just kind of like let it all go (laughs) just for a while. But it's different. And just because they look different on the surface and it looks like one woman has her stuff together more doesn't necessarily mean that's actually what's happening. Right. Not at all. I mean, we all kind of cope with it differently, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking to um, on your website, too. I want to encourage women to check this out from the cells because it's it's difficult to describe the sort of scope you scope of things you cover on Hello, My Tribe. Um, but you guys have this awesome um, guide, like a, a, a fertility to postpartum guide. And the things that you guys cover, it is so extensive. I mean, we are talking prep for pregnancy, birth control, tracking ovulation, then you go through the actual pregnancy and the birth preparation, which is an entirely, you know, separate story on its own, then breastfeeding, postpartum, everything. How did you get so much great content? Have you been 
writing all of this stuff or do you have a team that's contributing here? We thankfully work with many experts to help create that content. Um, I wish I was an expert in all of those, but I am not. Um, and so, you know, c to continue on the theme of Hello My Tribe, um, we don't have all the answers. And so we've built our own community behind the scenes to provide all of this information for women. Again, I just I can't emphasize enough that I, you know, that women need more resources and more information. Um, and that is a huge goal of Hello My Tribes. And so, yes, that guide, we want it to be as extensive as possible where a woman can access it. And, you know, she might know about a doula, but she, as she continues to read through um, the guide, she didn't realize that there's an option for a postpartum doula. There's so much out there that we don't actually know about and if women had more of that information you know it, it's really interesting to see what she would do with it mm -hmm. and how she would be better again like set up for success to survive those really tough days months years and to thrive through all of it so we again we partner with amazing experts you know lactation consultants OBGYNs um, fertility specialists to come up with that content so that our our audience can easily consume it. Yeah, and, and it really does set you apart from other offerings. I mean, you you can go through and there's actual, you know, medical experts contributing and things like that. So the, I can't stress the breadth of information there. It's just fantastic. Um, I want to know who Alex was before Hello Ooh. My Tribe. I know that, um, you know, this is the line of delineation for so many of us women, right? Who was I before kids and after kids? And um, did you what did you do professionally? And and did motherhood shake that up for you? Definitely. It definitely did. So, yes, prior to motherhood, I had a thriving career. And um, that was also a, like going from having this career to being at home and staying home with a child, you know, really put me through a big identity crisis. Um, and so prior to motherhood, I was in the philanthropic world. I founded a nonprofit called Citizen Generation, and we existed to create the habit of giving in new and young donors. And so here in Austin, Texas, we put on monthly events, sometimes more than one a month, where we would host a fundraiser or a volunteer day or a meet and greet with nonprofit executive directors and CEOs. Um, and it kept me very busy and very engaged and you know while it was a nonprofit you know role and so there wasn't a lot of money in it there was a lot of you know I, I really loved giving back to the community and there was a lot of um, you know respect and value that came with the role and um, I really 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 loved what I did and so over the course of about five years we raised seven figures um, for Austin area nonprofits and granted it back and we worked with about 15,000 young people in Austin to give back to their communities. Um, and from all of that work, I then was led to sit on um, different nonprofit boards here in Austin. And so again, like I was, I was wearing many different hats, event planning, strategic planning, um, marketing, PR, many different things that thankfully helped kind of lead me to Hello My Tribe and I'm able to do so much of the amazing same work that I love doing with Citizen Generation now with Hello My Tribe. Do you work from home most days or how do you get everything done? 
I do. Um, I'm sitting in a parking lot right now. <laughs> the ultimate multitasker. Tell everybody where you just came out of, too. This is like how moms pack their days, by the way. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm at, I'm sitting in the Whole Foods parking lot, but not because I'm going to Whole Foods, but because I have a meeting at Apple. And this was just the easiest place for me to get to on my route. Oh, that's funny. You know, to make all the timing work. So yes, but most days I work from my house or coffee shops, or I sometimes pop into different co-working spaces here in Austin. And yeah, um, it's definitely, you know, we're in the startup game. I'm a, I'm an, a mom and an entrepreneur trying to make it all happen. Yeah. Do you think you can, I love to ask people this question, do you think you can have it all, especially as a, as a mother and a woman? No. Um, we can, but not at the same time. Right. Um, you really have to pick and choose. So it's, you know, say you have like eight different areas of your life. You have your family, you have yourself, you have your hobbies, you have your job, you have, you know, your health, you have your home, you have all these different things. Well, really, you can only choose like three or four that you can do well. It's true. It's true. You know? And and then as an entrepreneur, I feel like it's even more you know, magnified that this whole like us having it all. Um, yeah, I think it's really important to focus and to prioritize and to let other things go. What are the things that you let go that you have had to learn to let go? Let me put it that way. Yeah. So for me, I've I've always been my own boss. I've always lived an entrepreneurial life. And prior to motherhood, I worked anytime I wanted. So I worked at night, I worked first thing in the morning, I worked on the weekends, and I've had to let that concept go because I can't do that anymore. You know, I have, you know, a certain number of hours per day that I can work. And accepting that has been a huge challenge, but I also really appreciate putting those boundaries up. Um, I also have to say, like, I'm so thankful for friendships, but sometimes family time or you know, work deadlines come over, you know, plans with a girlfriend. Um, I still still highly value girlfriend time. I think it's therapeutic. Um, and I've had to just grow my business slower than, you know, I would in the past. So I think like, you know, for me, it, sometimes it's daily. Like today I've decided like I'm letting go of the workout because I'm making X, Y, and Z happen. Tomorrow it will be different. Mm -hmm. So kind of sometimes it's day by day, week by week, month by month. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, like the whole theme. I feel like that's the whole underlying theme of motherhood is just improvisation. Like we, everything is an improv. Everything is uh, okay. tap dance, and and you you start to learn that um, you know you really can change things at the last minute and still survive, and it's fine. I always like to you know have a, a set. Of, of friends in my world who are super organized and super diligent about their schedules. And I just kind of have watched them go through early motherhood and I'm like, this is gonna be fun, <laughs> you know, watching you. I was never a control freak, so I didn't really have any problem letting go of uh, of all of that. But it's it's interesting to see um, how, how, you know, motherhood can take a wrecking ball in the best way to the most organized and, uh, you know, diligent person or personality out there. So I, I want to kind of keep on this theme of like how you get through the day. Um, are you big on routines? What do you like to do first thing? Your son, you said, is almost five, I know. So you're out of the baby stage. Um, how do you get things going to make sure you have a productive day? Oh, well, I wish I had a better routine, Sunny. I, 
my son has that sixth sense where like I cannot wake up before him and get anything done. <laughs> he hears every move. And so that I, I will I will say that's a huge stressor for me that, you know, my day starts immediately with him and going, going, going. Um, and, you know, but I actually love my morning time with him. And so we spend about two hours together in the morning, whether that's making breakfast, making lunch, playing, hanging out, watering our garden, and then do preschool drop off around nine, nine thirty. And then straight from there, I actually try to get my exercise in or walk my dog or do something calming for myself. That doesn't always work out when I have a big work deadline. Sometimes I want to get straight to work, but if I don't focus on myself in the morning, it's hard for me to find that time for myself later in the day. Um, so that's kind of number one for me. And then I have a new practice that I'm really happy to share that I'm trying to write every single thing down that I need to do. And so I have this long running list and then I break it out into days of the week that I plan on doing it. And if I don't operate in that way, it's all in my head and I feel like I have to do it all that day and right then and there. And then I'm just overwhelmed and stressed out versus, you know, taking a list of 20 items and dividing them across five days. It's actually not that bad. That's that's um, a really good tip, actually. So you're not blocking necessarily by hour and down to the minute, but by day. So I have to co- accomplish these three yeah. things. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes I take it a step further and I put like a number like rating next to them saying like these are the top priorities and I need to get the number ones done today. And you know what? If the number twos get shifted to tomorrow, that's okay. There's, you know, but when I have it all down on paper and like on a spreadsheet, it's easy to mess with it. So I'm trying to then, you know, once I sit down for work, I, I open that, that spreadsheet and I look at it and I, you know, each day kind of analyze it and like rethink what's a priority and just start tackling my day from there. Mm -hmm. I also do, you know, some block scheduling because if I just allow, you know, meetings to pop up every single day, then I don't have time for my actual work. So I try to like schedule out, you know, Wednesdays are the day I'll meet in person with people or Fridays of the day, you know, I try to do more self-care for myself. Um, so I try to block that way as well. And then, you know, with the podcast, we always record on Tuesdays. And then, you know, with my web developer, we always meet on Monday. So trying to have some routine does help me. I need to take some, some, some serious notes. Yeah, listen, I mean, like every day, I feel like I'm rewriting the, not only the song, but like the entire symphony every day. I'm like, well, you know, but but hearing this and hearing that you can you can bring some organization um, into your life is helpful to and inspirational to maybe. I, I really need to just get with it. It's just, it is not pretty around here. Um, what advice do you have, Alex, for women who are, um, who are wanting to start um, an enterprise of their own, not necessarily a, a business, maybe, you know, a group or, or like want to follow their, their passion? So I have two things I'm going to share that are kind of contradict one another. So one being share your idea with other people that, that you trust and who will really encourage you and lift you up. Um, I think that actually is very important to, you know, to get some feedback, get some support. These people can help shape your idea. 
Um, and sometimes it's just getting it off your chest, you know, asking other people, does this sound like something the world needs? Um, the, the piece that contradicts that is don't share your idea with titties or, you know, yourself defending your idea all the time instead of working on it. Um, so I think, you know, balancing the sharing and keeping it safe and close to your heart when you're ready is really important. And then the snow buffs, like one thing a day um, to get the ball going um, and do your market research, and but also listen to your gut. You know what, Alex, I'm going to have to ask you, we're going to record just from the beginning of your answer on that one. Your connection just went really, um, it just went went kind of blank for a second. So um, it's, I asked, it would start off with number one, blah, 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 and we'll take it from there. And give me a quick test before we start again, just to make sure. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Can there you we go. Me? Got you back. Yeah, got you back. Okay, so go ahead and start with number one again. Okay, so I'm going to share things that are a little that contradict one another a bit. So number one, share your idea with as many trustworthy people as possible. Um, these people will help give you great feedback and these people should lift you up and be encouraging to you and support you. Um, but then to contradict that, I think it's also important to not share your idea with too many people or people who don't you don't trust because then you just find yourself defending your idea to them instead of working on your idea. So yes, share it with people, but also keep it close to your heart. Um, and then the snowball effect, start doing one thing a day to really get the ball going. And for me, market research is something that is so important, figuring out you know, what already exists um, in the world, where can you differ, what's actually needed, um, and start building your idea from there. I'm looking on your site. I'm going to kind of take a take a turn here, but I wanted to to cover this at some point during the interview because it seems that it's it's a huge part of your journey. Um, you recently published several posts about having been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which was, I guess, now back in the end of 2015. So um, a few years in, um, you just put out um, a really poignant piece about what you learned from your diagnosis. I want to start off by asking, number one, how are you feeling? Number two, um, why did you think it was important to um, to include this in, in your story? Yeah, so number one, I'm feeling great, thankfully. Um, I do experience some fatigue, and the hot summers in Austin, Texas make that a lot worse. So thankfully, I'm escaping the heat pretty soon here. Um, and then, yeah, my diagnosis is a huge part of my story and part of Hello, My Tribe's story. Um, you know, number one, when you share things with other people, you are setting a tone, setting a stage and making it okay for other people to share. So I'm really, you know, kind of adamant, I don't, I guess I would say about like being an open book and sharing feelings and, you know, leading in that way. And, um, it's, you know, I hear left and right about women being diagnosed with, you know, X, Y, and Z and, there are so many different autoimmune diseases and many people, I think the majority of people who are diagnosed with autoimmune diseases are women in their childbearing years. And I'm not surprised by that. You go through trauma and you go through kind of deprivation. And um, so this is a big issue with young women. And um, 
so I just I think it's really important to share that story and share the information. My MS has taught me to slow down and take care of myself and that my health and my well-being is number one. And if I need to close my computer and not work today, that's what's going to happen. And I'm again, I'm also I have the privilege and I'm lucky enough to do that. But I just it's so important that we emphasize and, you know, value our health over everything else because we can't be an amazing mother, an amazing wife, an amazing coworker, amazing entrepreneur if we aren't healthy and aren't happy. So I really believe in sharing your story and um, again, providing those resources so that women have access to all of it. Are there any therapies or any uh, medications or any like sort of alternate treatments that you've been using that you have found really helpful? Definitely. So yes, I went on medication um, Gosh, about a year after I was diagnosed, but I do acupuncture and I work with a chiropractor and those have changed my life. And I also, you know, pay close attention to what I'm eating and making sure I get enough sleep and enough exercise. I really believe um, that we have to look at our, our health as a whole and, you know, it's great to have an amazing doctor, but there are other areas of your life that you that are part of the picture, right? And for me too, like therapy, I see a therapist because um, my mental health is important for my MS. So yes, lots of different therapies. That's awesome. That's great to hear. I mean, I, I encourage you guys to go and check out the blog portion of uh, hellomytribe.com as well because um, you really get glimpses into all the people who are contributing and kind of get to know them too. Um, Alex, I want to know what's next for your site and for your community. Yeah. So what's next is we are bringing into the fold more and more experts. We, again, like just want to continue providing more information and the way to do that is to bring more experts into the fold and we want women to have direct access to these experts. So that's really like our number one focus for the next you know, year is bringing in these experts so that women can, can engage more with them and have their, ans- their questions answered and to know who to turn to when she's dealing with this issue or that issue, whether it's for herself or her partner or her children. And do you feel like because so many more women are getting into this space, this digital space, and either with a podcast or a blog or even an Instagram account, do you view all of these contributing voices as a good thing? Or is it like, uh, do you hit a point where you're like, okay, like too much? <laughs> no, not at all. Like we need as many people in this space as possible. We need to make noise and because we need change in this space. And again, like the only way to do that is strength in numbers. And so the more people entering the space, whether that's, you know, experts that want to help women or platform platforms um, that speak to women or women starting mom groups in their communities, like we need all of it. I agree. I agree. The more out there, um, the, the more likely a chance of you finding some resource that you connect with. So I second that very loudly. And as a final question, Alex, because I know you have to get going. Um, I want to know if there is an, another resource besides Hello My Tribe, of course, or book or podcast or um, anything else that inspires you or um, just helps keep you afloat. Point us in the direction of something good we can go consume. Definitely. Well, I just read the most amazing book called To Have and To Hold by Molly Millwood. And it's an amazing, amazing resource for women. And it's highly focused on marriage. And I would highly recommend it for all women and mothers and dads and 
Yeah, everybody, the whole family should read it. Love it to have and to hold. I'm going to check it out right now. Alex, thank you so much yeah. for um, for talking yeah. to me and sharing a little bit of your story and journey. Um, just tell us where we can where we can find all of your goodies online. Yeah, so hellomytribe.com. And then from there, you can link to our podcast, our Instagram. You can see upcoming events we have going on, our upcoming digital campaigns. And we definitely want to hear from you. So you can even reach out to me directly at alex at hellomytribe.com. And um, yeah, just get engaged, get connected. And thank you for your support. Oh my gosh, you guys are doing such great things. Alex, thank you again so much for letting me um, pester you into this. I hope that you can officially drive away from the Whole Foods parking lot. I have been keeping you tethered there for like an hour now. So thank you so much for doing this. Sunny, thank you so much. You're the greatest. All right, Alex, thank you. Talk to you soon. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I loved picking Alex's brain. In fact, we chatted briefly at the Mom 2.0 conference um, when we finally met in person a couple of months ago. And she is just a dynamo. It was so, so cool to be able to interview her and do this officially because I feel like I've been pestering her to come on the podcast. And um, I'm so glad that she agreed. Um, again, as Alex just mentioned, you can check out her website at hellomytribe.com. You can find them with that same handle on all of their social channels as well. And do give their content like a serious comb through because there is such good information out there for the woman through the motherhood experience from trying to get pregnant on through having the baby and the postpartum experience. So um, Alex, thank you so, so much. Um, thank you guys for listening to this episode of 30 something. As always, I'd be super grateful if you took a minute to leave a rating and or review that helps to get this information out to other people, other women who might need it, find it useful or entertaining. So just um, go ahead and search uh, 30 something with Sunny and leave your rating and review there. And if you have any thoughts or feedback, seriously, I would love to hear from you on any and all of my social channels as well. Um, I'm on Instagram all the time at Sunny Abata, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. And um, you can also drop me a line through my website, sunnyabata.com. As always, show notes will be listed under the podcast section of my website. And if you have any thoughts, um, you know, feedback, or maybe even have an idea of someone you would like to hear on the podcast in the future, I would love to hear from you. Sunny at sunnyabata.com is the email. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of 30 something. And I will see you guys next time.